How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 109 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today we are brought to you guys by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, so on today's episode, I'm going to do a quick, non-painful recap of Tuesday's loss to the Diamondbacks. I'm going to go uh, over what we need to see from the A's moving forward, plus a little bit of a teaser for tomorrow's trade deadline preview. And also in the second segment, we got Westwatch. It's going to be a quick episode. We're going to get you in, get, get you out, and uh, get you everything you need to know. So that's what we got going on today. But before I get it started, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and if you have any questions for us, comments, or you have a trade proposal that you would like uh, me to run by on the show, please send those to LockdownAthletics at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to run down some teams that I feel like are in the running for trading some guys, maybe doing a full sell-off at the deadline. So uh, if there's a player in one of those teams that you see that you're like, hey, I want this guy, I'll talk about him on the show tomorrow. So all you got to do is email us at LockdownAthletics at gmail.com, and I'll, I'll get to that on the show. So... Tuesday's game, not a lot of positive to take away from Tuesday's loss to the Diamondbacks. Uh, was I expecting more of an offensive performance? I think that you can play the tape. Of course I was. Luke Weaver had an 11.85 ERA coming into the game, hadn't recorded an out in the fifth inning all season, so he bucked that trend. He got into the sixth inning. He completed six innings of baseball. Oh, no, he didn't. He, he only got five. Never mind. Still, the point stands. He got through five innings. So, uh, And he also lowered his ERA by like two and a half runs. So good good job on Luke Weaver. He's been a good pitcher in the past. He just hasn't been this season. And uh, it sucks that the A's were his get-right game. It uh, doesn't give you a lot of confidence in the offense moving forward, obviously, but, you know, I, I don't know. They're, they got 16 wins already, so screw it, I guess. I, I, I've been saying for a while, they only need to get to 30 and 30, and then they're probably in the playoffs in some capacity. I don't want them to get to 30 and 30 with 16 wins at this point. Anyways, the thing that's uh, got me not excited about the A's right now, is uh, they got one run on four hits, and that's not going to get it done most nights. And Luke Weaver is, is not. He had not been a world beater coming into this. But uh, y- you thought that you could score some runs against Luke Weaver and that Diamondbacks bullpen, which apparently is lights out. Who knew? Oh, man. So obviously, offense did not show up today, as I was hoping. And, uh, you know, kind of predicting. Uh, maybe I'm, I've gotten cold on my predictions. Maybe the numbers are starting to even out and you can't really predict things off numbers anymore. I, we're, we're going to find out. I'm going to keep trying. Um, on the bright side, I guess, offensively, Sean Murphy had two hard hit balls going one for two with a double and an RBI. And he's quietly, slowly raising his batting average a little bit. He had a 194 batting average heading into the weekend against the Giants. And it's now at 234. And he's not doing it with like a bunch of hits in these games. He's getting like... Hit here, hit here, hit here. And, uh, you know, it slowly raises by going one for four every day. So uh, good job on Sean Murphy, I guess. The big concern coming out of this game is obviously Frankie Montas, who struggled to get through one and two-thirds innings. He gave up six hits, nine earned runs, walked four guys. And uh, that's not what you want from the guy that you're thinking is your ace. Uh, People were questioning if he is injured. I don't think that he's injured. I think that it's some of a setback from his upper back tightness that kept him out of Friday's game. If it stretches into his next start, then I think that it's a concern, but I don't think that he's going to be on the IL, hopefully at least. And it just looked like his mechanics were a little bit off, is what I was saying. So, uh, And not that I saw the mechanics, I saw that people were saying his mechanics were off. So I'm going with that on people who know mechanics. Uh, speaking of mechanics, rockauto.com, they, they got you covered with low prices. And... Uh, <laughs> 
you never know when the ads are coming in at Locked On A's. Every now and then I like to leave these stupid little things in where I just start messing around. I'm like, hey, hopefully you guys enjoy this. If not, let me know, I guess. But, uh, you know, it shows that I have fun making the show for you guys. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that. Uh, anyways, back to the A's. Um, I saw one of the A's beat writers say that... Uh, that the silver lining was that Lou Trevino was pitching well and he's looking good. He ended up going two and a third innings, gave up two hits, a walk, and four strikeouts. But uh, I don't think that, you know, I, I'm on that bandwagon at all. I've, uh, for the last couple of weeks, been saying, hey, I don't think that we need Lou Trevino and Daniel Magnon on this team anymore. They don't have a lot of upside left. Sure, if Lou Trevino got back to 2018 for him, that'd be great. But uh, I, I don't think that he's going to get there. I think that he's going to just kind of keep teasing us a little bit. Um, and the, the reason that I don't think that he's the silver lining in this game is because he got three inherited runners and they all scored and uh, those don't count against him. They go against Frankie Montas. So Frankie Montas could have only allowed six runs, but he allowed nine, which is a ridiculously bad start. Uh, so, I mean, sure, Trevino's stat line looks nice on the surface, but it took him 49 pitches to get through two and a third innings. He kept it close, I guess, but uh, he's not going to be available for two to three days in a mop-up role. And uh, what's he... I mean, I, I get that the mop-up guy is a valuable guy, uh, role, but do you need two of those guys on the team? I don't think so. Uh, it, sure, it helped in this case. So you got the other guys, like the main guys in the bullpen that are healthy and ready to go, but I'd rather see somebody with some upside that could potentially have an impact on 2021. I don't think that Lou Trevino's that guy anymore. Uh, it's just, we've seen it enough. He, he'll do good for a few outings, and then he'll just fall apart, and we're back at square one, so... Uh, oh, well. Also, Daniel Mangan pitched in this game. He, he went four innings, gave up one run, and that made it 10 to 1. Oh, yeah, the A's lost 10 to 1. So that there's your score. I was trying to avoid that to, so that you guys didn't get depressed. Um, so, yeah, the A's lost 10 to 1. He allowed three hits, a walk, and he struck out three. He's pitched in three blowouts over the last week and totaled eight in the third innings. And uh, he's allowed three hits, two earned runs, five walks, and five Ks. He's been effective, but, I mean, again... Are there no other pitchers that we can use in this role that have more upside and have more of a chance to contribute in 2021? I mean, I'm not going to be mad if he gets moved at the trade deadline as part of a deal. Uh, I, I think that this roster spot could be used some other way. Build the team up for the competitive window that we have right now. That's that's all that I'm asking because he's pitching a blowout. So with all of that, uh, I think that the way that the offense is performing with Frankie Montas looking shaky and having to get scratched from a start on Friday, uh, if Frankie Montas is not you know the ace that he has shown that he was in the first few starts that he had, then I think that the A's could be in trouble a little bit because they got they're relying on Jesus Luzardo and that's basically and Chris Bassett at this point. Um, that that's not a great way to go in against you know the vaunted Yankees and their bullpen that's actually good and their offense which is just actually the Bronx Bombers again. So uh, I I don't think that that's something that you want to go into with that maybe two starters. So with all that considered, I'm going to do the trade deadline preview tomorrow, but uh, just a little bit of what I'm going to be talking about here and where I'll be attacking it from. Uh, I know that the trade deadline is 12 days away, so any a lot of things can change in 12 days. But I do think that the front office may try and get some dealing done before the 31st, because the weekend leading up to the trade deadline, they have a series with Houston in Houston, and I don't think that they're going to want to drop any of those games. Or, you know, two out of three is what they want to aim for to win. I mean, you want to win two out of three in any series, but specifically against Houston, especially with how everything happened last time with Ramon Laureano getting suspended uh, because of, you know, their coach and all that stuff. Because of all that stuff, I think they're going to want to come with uh, guns blazing and, you know, have any reinforcements that they're going to have for the rest of the season 
ready for that series. So we could only be a week away from these actually adding reinforcements, if you think about it. So uh, I'll touch on sp some specific players tomorrow, but I think that one aspect that we need to consider is that teams are unable to scout players like they usually would before a trade. So that means for the A's, that could limit them to teams that are that they're just seeing playing in the Western region, which is, you know, nine other teams. And I don't think that they're going to trade with Houston, so eight other teams. And one other thing that could come into play here is that they might be more apt to trade with a team whose front office they have a lot of history with. So like the Giants, because they have Farhan Zaidi, uh, the Padres, who they've traded with a whole bunch recently, and then the Nationals, who they have a history of trading with. Those could be three teams that they, you know, trust the scouting reports from those front offices. I know that AJ Preller's been shady in the past, but they've done seemingly okay with their uh, Padres trade. So I think that those are probably the main three teams that you're looking to make a trade with if you're the A's, just because you trust the scouting reports that you're getting and you trust those front offices. But um, as, as far as teams that could just make a trade anyways, you got Detroit, they've kind of fallen out of it. Pittsburgh's been terrible all season, but the guys that you know I, I would target seem to be longer term pieces. So I don't know that uh, they're going to be necessarily a trade partner. Uh, Seattle, I, I know that Jerry DePoto loves to make a deal and... I will mention Taiwan Walker tomorrow for sure because I mentioned him in like episode eight, I believe. And I was like, hey, I want Taiwan Walker. We can get Taiwan Walker now. So we'll see. Um, you got uh, the Angels in Boston could be in that realm as well. The Angels are going to be tricky because, I mean, obviously Dylan Bundu would be awesome, but he's signed for next year too. I don't know. I'll mention him. I'll go through like the wish list people that like, hey, I'd like this guy. And then, uh, you know, the more reasonable A's type trades as well. So that'll be both segments tomorrow. Um, so yeah, those are the, the most likely teams to sell at the deadline. But uh, the Mets, Phillies, Reds, Royals, and Rangers could potentially join that fray as well with a bad week of baseball. But because so many teams are going to make the playoffs in each league and the season is so short, one series sweep can just put a team right back into the mix for the playoff spots. So while I listed a slew of teams, there may only be a couple that actually do a full sell-off. And uh, if that's the case, then it's going to be a seller's market for sure. So we'll, we'll see how the trade deadline goes. But I, I will name as many people as I can that could be an upgrade to the A's in some facet or another, whether that's on the pitching staff or a position player. Uh, just somebody who kind of fits the A's mold. So in the second half, I'm going to uh, get you guys caught up on the West Watch, and then we'll, uh, we'll call it a day. So we got that coming up for you guys. But first, we're going to take a minute to tell you guys a little bit about rockauto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write code locked on. that is two words locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, we are back with the West Watch, but before I get into everything, please follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter, and if you have any trade propositions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Today we're going to start with the Padres and Rangers, just because of all the controversies surrounding Fernando Tatis Jr. hitting a granny on a 3-0 pitch on Monday night, and uh, my little rant from Monday or Tuesday's pod, actually. So uh, if you haven't heard that, 
go back and listen to it. It's Tuesday's pod. I go and talk about the unwritten rules in baseball and basically eviscerate Chris Woodward for being uh, behind the times and wanting the best player or the most exciting player in baseball to just not try. And that's just not fair to anybody besides his team, maybe. So uh, yeah, go back and listen to that. I thought it was a lot of fun. But uh, Tuesday action from the Rangers and Padres. The Padres got out to a 6-0 lead early. Fernando Tatis stole third base up six runs. He rescinded that apology uh, by his actions on the baseball field, obviously. And uh, the Rangers came back and scored four runs in the bottom of the fourth to make it 6-4, which would be the final score. But also, uh, the Rangers had the go-ahead run at the plate in the bottom of the ninth. And why were the Padres supposed to not keep trying again? I forget, because they had a six-run lead. Was it just too early for them to stop trying? I Maybe we're going to have to have Chris Woodward on this podcast, and he can explain to me when exactly the Padres should stop trying to win baseball games. Also, one other thing from this game that I thought was a lot of fun, uh, the Padres had a shift on, and there was a ball hit to basically the wall in right field, and Manny Machado, due to the shift, was um, removed from third base and was playing basically shortstop, and he ran almost to the warning track and caught a ball, and it was really impressive. Uh, it was going around Twitter everywhere. I believe I tweeted it out, so uh, you can you know look it up in my feed and all that stuff, but uh, it was a lot of fun to watch, and this is not a Manny Machado appreciation podcast by any means, because uh, we remember what he did in Baltimore, but uh, you know, good plays are good plays. So you got to call them out when you see them. Uh, moving on in the Seager Bowl, the Dodgers take game two again against the Mariners. Uh, Corey Seager proven to be the superior Seager this this series. He went two for four with an RBI. That RBI was the difference in the game. And uh, also checking out on old friend Blake Trinan, he went one and two thirds innings, gave up nothing, struck out one. He has a 0.82 ERA on the season. So good for him. Nice to see Blake Trinan, you know, getting better at baseball again. So uh, shout shout out to him. Uh, the Rockies and Astros were deadlocked at zero, so they had to go to extra innings. Antonio Zanzatella and Zach Greinke matched each other pitch for pitch, and then in extra innings, you get that runner on second base, and then the runs just started coming. The Rockies scored in their half of the 10th inning. The Astros tied it up again in their half of the 10th inning. And then in the 11th, the Rockies had runners on second and third with one out. Could not get the run home. They got helped out a little bit by the home plate umpire, I will say. And uh, I think that it was Trevor Story that got the strikeout to end the 11th. And in the bottom of the 11th with uh, one out, the Astros had second and third with one out. And uh, Miles Straw came through with a game-winning single on a ground ball to uh, left field. So they won that game. Yay, the Astros have won six in a row. So that's... Not good coupling with how the A's have been going the last couple of games here. Um, and then finally, you had the Giants traveling down to Los Angeles of Anaheim. And they kind of took it to Dylan Bundy, which was a little bit weird. He went four innings, gave up four hits, four earned runs, walked four, struck out three. Uh, he got pegged with the loss. He is now three and two on the season. The Giants won eight to two. Final score. Uh, yeah, Mike Yastrzemski just doing real good stuff. Pablo Sandoval had a couple of hits and three RBI. Uh, you got the old guys kind of doing their thing. You got Belt with a couple of hits and an RBI. Also, speaking of old guys and uh, going the reverse of that, Sean Anderson, the Giants reliever, threw behind the head of Mike Trout and got a little bit of flack from that. Joe Madden, the Angels manager, said after the game, that's just a young man that's not ready to be here. That's all that is. 
There was no intent. This kid had command issues. Like a lot of young pitchers, they don't know where their fastball's going. So he's suffering from what we like to call in the business Astro Syndrome, where it's spelled A-S-S-T-R-O-S Syndrome. Astro's Syndrome. Because you get it. Um, so yeah, uh, that's obviously not something that you want when uh, on back-to-back days you got Fernando Tatis apologizing for crushing a dinger and then you got Mike Trout getting thrown at. So uh, not a great day for baseball. Not a great week for baseball. Hey, if you're, I don't know, Louis Robert, watch out because you're probably next as the other face of baseball right now. So keep a low head, I guess. I don't know. In both respects, both, uh, you know, hitting your home runs and so you don't get hit. Uh, stay, stay safe, Louis. So to wrap up Westwatch, you got the Oakland A's atop the AL West at 16 and 8. You got Houston. They're creeping up. They're two and a half games back at 13 and 10. The Rangers keep falling. They are 10 and 12, five games back. The Angels are 8 and 16. That is not pretty. How are they that bad? I don't understand that. Their game is back. I don't know if I said that. And uh, then you got Seattle. They're 7 and 18. They have a 280 winning percentage, and they're nine and a half games back with a negative 50 run differential. So that is not good if you're a Seattle baseball fan. And the stated goal of Westwatch has been since its inception last week to keep the Astros out of second place, which would hopefully keep them out of the playoffs in general. And uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that at this point. The Astros seem to be getting a little bit hot. Their pitching is coming around. Texas and the Angels are just in free fall. So at this point, obviously, I would like to see the Astros not make the playoffs at all because that would be a lot of fun for me personally. But at the same time, if the Angels and Rangers just keep going in free fall mode, hey, maybe we can take some of their good players and then the A's can be a better team. So maybe that's what we should be hoping for at this point. I don't know. Let me know on Twitter. Uh, we are at Locked on A's on Twitter. I am at by Jason B. You can also follow us on Instagram at Locked on A's. And if you have any mailbag questions for us or trade propositions, please send them to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. That is it for me today, you guys. Stay indoors. Celebrate good times. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk with you guys tomorrow.